what happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed. Tune in to Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD, and join the conversation about how to heal our broken system to reverse our current health crisis. The entire world is looking for answers, and the truth is hidden in plain sight. Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time when you can call in and ask the questions that matter most to you. Welcome to Awakened Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe, and you are watching and listening to us live here on Dream Vision 7 Radio. And happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there and wishing you a day full of love, blessings, and peace. And today's topic is uh, your most important business plan is your wellness plan. So I'm going to help you create your own today and uh, see how we can optimize your health and your wealth. Um, I don't know who coined the phrase, health is wealth, but um, it is definitely true. (laughs) Um, You know, inner health, outer health, uh, it's uh, mental health, you know, all of it comes together to produce what we would identify as abundance. Um, You know, one of the versions of abundance is, you know, monetary, wealth or health, excuse me. No, I had that right. Monetary wealth. (laughs) Um, And so how do we do that, right? Um, There's so much confusion out on the internet, even at the doctor's office, right? Um, You know, particularly here in New York City, uh, because there's so many different doctors, right? Such a huge city. Um, You know, so we get, uh, you know, it's been beautiful to see people from every possible culture, every age range, um, you know, uh, so much diversity. Um, And on the flip side of that, it's been a little distressing to see how young people are when they start to get sick. Um, You know, I'm seeing clients now who are in their 20s getting diseases that people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s don't have yet. you know, because of the, the the evolving climate, the additional and added stress and toxins in our environment. And so this, of course, poses a huge challenge to our younger generations, millennials, Gen Z, uh, as to how to keep themselves healthy, right? Um, Gen Z in particular, about 7%, I believe, 7.4% are entrepreneurs or freelancers. Uh, millennials are lagging behind a bit, but they're catching up, you know, uh, slowly but surely. So about 4% of millennials are entrepreneurs or freelancers. Um, and that number is increasing year over year. Um, and so people are starting to, you know, read between the lines to see that working for a corporation for your entire career is not going to work, right? Uh, there's no uh, payoff at the end. And so a lot of people are looking to do their own thing, right? Um, not just for the benefits and the uh, consistent paychecks, but for personal freedom, uh, for the ability to be you know, your own boss, so to speak, for this, the self-empowerment that comes from that. Um, your health is no different. You know, um, what I'm noticing is there's so much contradictory information, right? So someone goes to see a particular specialist and they get one opinion and they go get a second opinion somewhere else. They get a diametrically opposed opinion and then they come to see me and I have yet a third opinion, right? Um, And so the confusion that's there, right? Choice overload, um, overwhelm, um, you know, what do we do? How do we figure these things out, right? For me, on my own personal journey, on my professional journey, um, Chinese medicine has been the the rock of my ability to help clients, right? Uh, And and my ability to help myself and my family members. Um, And Chinese medicine has proven itself so accurate and true that I I use it first and foremost for all of my patients, all of my family members, myself, 
um, and anyone else who might listen, right? Um, Chinese medicine is just never wrong. I've never seen Chinese medicine be wrong. Um, no matter how far-fetched what they claim to say might be, they're never wrong. <laughs> you know, we can rest assured that eventually when our allopathic and scientific models catch up, we'll see that what is said in Chinese medicine is actually true, right? One of the biggest places, one of the biggest proofs for me was uh, gut health. You know, in Chinese medicine, again, Chinese medicine doesn't speak in the same terms that we speak in allopathic medicine or even in, in our scientific terms. So it's an apples and oranges situation. So trying to translate Chinese medicine into allopathic medicine is, is not really possible because it, they're talking about two completely different things, right? They're, well, they're talking about the same thing, but from two completely different perspectives. Uh, and so in Chinese medicine, we're talking about energy, um, you know, subtle energy, you know, something that can only be described as the ethers, you know, in our scientific terms. Um, and we took the word ethers out of our science, you know, about 100, maybe 200 years ago. Um, but it's very valid. Uh, and, and it would be the closest equivalent to what the Chinese talk about when they talk about qi. Um, but of course, qi is much more complex than just the ethers, right? So um, trying to translate into American English or allopathic medicine, what the Chinese are talking about is nearly impossible. Now we can do it, you know? So again, when, when we talk about damp in Chinese medicine, we can loosely translate that to what we would recognize as inflammation. But then the Chinese will say, well, there's, there's you know, damp heat, there's damp cold, there's damp wind. Um, and, and that becomes a little harder to, to, you know, distinguish, well, damp heat. Okay. What, what does that mean? You know, that, that might mean a hot inflammatory condition or an acidic inflammatory condition. When they say damp cold, we could loosely translate that as a cold inflammatory process, right? Um, inflammation that's worsened by cold, for example. Um, and when they talk about wind heat, that's nearly impossible. Uh, I'm sorry, when they talk about uh, uh, wind damp, that's nearly impossible to translate into a language that we can understand in our science. Um, but it's still very valid and valuable because uh, we can loosely translate it. And so that's what I do in my practice. And, and during the pandemic, um, it became you know, acutely uh, obvious to me that I needed to use Chinese medicine more and more and more and more in my practice. Um, it, when they talk about spleen in Chinese medicine, um, again, it's energy field, it's not an organ. It's not the spleen that we, we, we recognize, you know, near the stomach. Um, it is an energy field. And when they talk about spleen, they're talking about a very complex energy field um, that basically uh, creates metabolism, uh, creates blood, chi, it uh, transforms water. Um, and of course, we're 99% water by molecule. And so spleen in Chinese medicine is a, is a hugely important organ or energy field. Um, when we started to see in our own science that the large intestine was actually a detoxification organ, I was like, wow, how did they know 4,000 years ago that the large intestine is a detoxification organ? Um, you know, and yet they knew in intricate detail. So for example, in Chinese medicine, they say that spleen um, holds blood in the vessels. Um, so easy bruising, um, when, when blood uh, escapes the vessels underneath our skin, so we call that easy bruising. Um, that's what in Chinese medicine they describe as uh, spleen holding blood in the vessels. Um, and it wasn't until much you know, thousands of years later that we discovered that in the in the gastrointestinal system there are bacteria that make vitamin K, and if there is any disruption in those bacteria, they don't make the vitamin K, and we have easy bruising. <laughs> and so, like, 
How do they know? <laughs> and yet they did know. And in fact, they describe body function in such intricate detail and with such accuracy, um, it's mind blowing. And we're just beginning to scratch the surface to discover you know, what it, uh, they described thousands of years ago in Chinese medicine. And so I've learned, like, stop doubting Chinese medicine, right? And it's not that I doubted it. It's that, you know, I also uh, I also practice functional and integrative medicine. I also practice, you know, uh, I don't deliver babies anymore, but I'm still an OBGYN. Um, and so there's this fine balance that you always have to maintain um, and have your, you know, your your mind in all three departments at all times so that you know, you, you best manage people. Um, and so in functional medicine in particular, you know, they'll come out with all these fun new supplements, these fun new treatments, these awesome new uh, devices, and you get shiny object syndrome, you know, and you're like, ooh, what's that? You know, um, and, and you go down a little bit of a rabbit hole and then very quickly you learn like, oh, I have to still stick with Chinese medicine or I'm gonna stray off the path. Um, and I've learned that over and over and over in my career, like stop straying from Chinese medicine, right? Um, and so I use it for everything. You know, every time I evaluate a client, I use Chinese medicine first, and then I incorporate functional medicine and allopathic medicine into what I found using Chinese medicine. Um, and I've learned that that is the most consistent way to avoid confusion. Um, because they simply know so much about body function in Chinese medicine. Um, and there is no study that comes out in modern terms that debunks what Chinese medicine has to say. Like that's that never happens. <laughs> in our allopathic world, we're constantly debunking our own science. Um, you know, there was a study that came out about studies um, and I, I don't remember the exact number anymore. I think it was somewhere upwards of 90% of medical studies are contradicted within three years of their release, um, which is an astounding number, right? Um, you know, one minute we, we, uh, we decide that eggs are bad for you. The next minute we decide they're okay. <laughs> and then we go back and forth and up and down. And you could look, look up a hundred studies on eggs and you'll probably get 40 different opinions about eggs. Um, in Chinese medicine, there's no controversy about eggs. Uh, there never has been. And so, you know, again, this is how we begin to understand, okay, which systems of medicine are actually reliable and which not so much, right? Um, and for me, it's Chinese medicine. And so everything I ever do is based in Chinese medicine. Um, now that doesn't mean I don't, I don't also practice allopathic and functional medicine, I do, but it has to make sense within the realm of Chinese medicine or I won't do it. Um, now, of course, if someone is having you know, appendicitis, they need surgery. <laughs> if they have a severe infection, like a bladder infection, they need antibiotics. Right. Um, so that's clear. We use those other systems of medicine for what they're good for. And then we leave behind what they're not good for. Um, so during the pandemic, what I came to realize is um, there was a way that if you ask the right questions, you could categorize people into what I coined as six dynamic metabolic types. From those six dynamic metabolic types, you could launch an entire wellness program for them. Um, and then what I really learned during the pandemic is I could actually teach them to do this for themselves, um, which is really, I think, where medicine is going in the future. Uh, Self-empowerment and keeping yourself well outside of a doctor's office is going to be essential moving forward. Um, the reason for that is doctor's offices don't prevent diseases, right? Uh, you know, we have determined that pretty much definitively at this point, right? Um, we don't prevent anything by going to the doctor. Now, we do prevent death by going to the doctor, but we don't prevent diseases by going to the doctor. Um, we find out about them earlier by going to the doctor, and then we can manage them so that we don't die by going to the doctor. 
but we don't stay well going to the doctor. So the conclusion we have to come to is I need to be able to keep myself well because my doctor can't do that for me. Um, And it's not, you know, uh, a knock on doctors. I'm a doctor, right? Um, But the classic annual exam that we do for people prevents nothing except death um, by early diagnosis of diseases. Um, And how do we know that, right? Well, we're getting inundated with diseases, right? If going to the doctor helped prevent diseases, we wouldn't have any diseases, right? Or we'd have far fewer, but it's the exact opposite. We have more and more and more diseases as time goes by. Not only do we have more and more and more diseases, they're coming earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier, right? Um, So that's pretty much telling us what we need to know about going to the doctor's office, right? Um, To the point where millennials don't go to the doctor's office anymore. Now, again, I'm not not condoning that, right? Because you do need to diagnose diseases and you need to diagnose them as early as possible because they are coming in droves, right? Um, We have epidemics of diseases like we've never seen before. And so it is critically important to go to the doctor so that those can be diagnosed as early as possible and managed. What's more important in my opinion for younger generations is that they learn how to be well on their own. Um, And this is what Chinese medicine helps us to know. Um, With Chinese medicine, you know, normally it requires a doctor's office visit, a tongue and a pulse assessment, but for wellness, for figuring out what foods do I need to eat or avoid, you know, how much sleep do I need? What type of exercises would best benefit me or, do I need to detox myself and cleanse myself or not? You know, um, we don't typically talk about that in a Chinese medicine office visit per se. And I found that to be really unusual um, when I started practicing Chinese medicine, um, that Chinese medicine practitioners don't talk a lot about nutrition or sleep or exercise or detoxification. Um, And I I guess I realized that it was just because of the way we were educated here in the United States um, was was different than in China. Um, But I've always found it very natural to say, well, if we know the pattern that is underlying your condition, then we know then what your nutrition should look like. We know what exercises would benefit you uh, and which might harm you. In fact, we know how much sleep you need. Uh, We also know if you need to detox or not detox, right? Um, Because the pattern unravels all that. The pattern tells us that. Uh, So when we talk about the six dynamic metabolic types, we're talking about patterns. Um, And the most common symptom that we could treat using those dynamic metabolic types is fatigue. Um, you know, being tired, low metabolism or blocked metabolism, right? So your metabolism is not functioning well and you're tired as a result. Um, You know, entrepreneurs and many, many people, but entrepreneurs in particular tend to be quite prone to burnout and fatigue because you're your business, right? Um, You run it uh, until you can scale it and then hire other people and then you can sit back. You're the one running it all the time. And even when you scale it, you're still running it. So you still have to be fully present, fully focused, fully concentrating because no one's going to love your business as much as you do. Right. It's just a, it's just a normal thing. And so once you know uh, your dynamic metabolic type, you then know how to handle the what I call the four pillars of wellness. Right. So eat, move, rest and detox. Those are the four pillars of wellness. So we're going to go over today how to figure out your dynamic metabolic type and then how to apply your dynamic metabolic type to the four pillars of wellness. And so if you haven't done our burnout assessment, I encourage you to go to awakenedwellnessnow.com, download the burnout assessment and take it. Uh, It's it's five minutes. You'll know exactly what your dynamic metabolic type is. So there are six of them, um, and I think maybe we're due for our first commercial break. So um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to quickly go over how to determine your dynamic metabolic type so that we can get into the the main topic, which is to create your wellness plan. You're listening to Awaken Wellness Now, and we'll be right back. What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? 
Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobe. That's M-Y-L-A-I-N-E-R-I-O-B-E-M-D. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern when you can call in and ask Dr. Milen the questions that matter most to you. Dr. Milen is the founder of Awakened Wellness Now, an online education community dedicated to helping exhausted entrepreneurs recover from burnout and live their best lives. She's also a practicing physician at the New York Center for Integrative Health in New York City. For more information, visit AwakenedWellnessNow.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you in for this dynamic forward-thinking show. Join Dr. Bernie Siegel on Mind Health Matters every Thursday and Friday, 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Bernie will draw from his inspirational personal journey, offering us special nuggets of his sacred wisdom weaved through his delightful stories. Listen in as Bernie reminds us to be fully engaged in life. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Delight your kids with an enchanting journey by reading the Paper Doll Kids Children's Book by Deborah Beauvais and Janine Sullivan. There's even a catchy tune, Kids for Love Song, produced by Bob Sherwood and sung by kids just like yours. The story weaves around seven paper dolls flying around the world doing good deeds as they bring important attention to our endangered animal friends. There's even a magical ring with a universal message. Kids become interested in service projects, action through compassion, and planting seeds that nurture positive change. The Paper Doll Kids and Kids for Love Song are a production of the Kids for Love Project. Get the book now on Amazon Kindle and the song on CD Baby or iTunes. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Awaken Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe, and today we're talking about your business plan is your wellness plan, how to optimize your wellness plan for your optimal health and wealth. And so again, the six dynamic metabolic types, uh, you want to ask yourself five simple questions. What's your energy level first thing in the morning on a scale of one to 10? One, you can't get out of bed. 10, you can hop out and do whatever you want. If you're feeling really tired, you're probably going to end up around a four or five, maybe even a three. Uh, when you first wake up in the morning, right? The second question is, does that number go up or down as you move through your day? Uh, so as you get up and you you start going after a few hours, does that number go down or up, right? If, if that number goes down, that's a deficient dynamic metabolic type. If moving around, you know, moving through your day makes you feel better, that's an excess dynamic metabolic type, right? And as you do the burnout assessment, you'll be led with the arrows to know where to go. Uh, the third question is, does the number go up or down with exercise? So if you if you work out or if you go for a brisk walk around the neighborhood, do you feel worse or better? So does, does that number you woke up with get worse, lower, or does it get higher, better? Uh, if it gets lower, again, that's a deficient dynamic metabolic type. If it gets better, if when you move around and exercise, you feel better, that's an excess dynamic metabolic type. And then uh, do you feel better or worse when you rest or take a nap in the day? Again, if you feel better when you rest, uh, that's a deficient dynamic metabolic type because you need to rest to build your energy. 
If you feel worse when you sit still or nap or rest, if you feel restless or anxious and you have to keep moving around or you'll fall asleep, um, that's an excess dynamic metabolic type. The last question helps you to figure out the temperature of your metabolic type. So now you should know if you're deficient or excess. The next question is going to then tell you if you're hot, cold, temperature neutral. Uh, and so the next question is, do you feel uh, hot or cold compared to most other people? Do you have an intolerance to hot or cold temperatures? So if you're the one that has an intolerance to hot temperatures, you're always feeling warm when no one else does, then you're a hot dynamic metabolic type. And if you know yourself to be a deficient dynamic metabolic type and you're intolerant to hot temperature, now you know yourself to be a hot dynamic metabolic type. If you feel cold and you are deficient, then you're a cold deficient dynamic metabolic type. If you don't feel hot or cold, right, you're pretty neutral, then you're a temperature neutral deficient dynamic metabolic type. You ask yourself the same question if you're an excess dynamic metabolic type to figure out if you're hot, excess, cold, excess, or temperature neutral, excess. And that's important to know. You have to know where you're starting out because that determines everything else, right? And so how do you apply that? So if you know yourself to be a deficient dynamic metabolic type and you categorize yourself as hot deficient, how do you eat, right? What do you do to eat? Um, so if you're deficient, the number one thing to know is that you can't skip breakfast uh, and that you need to have small, frequent meals, right? So when you're creating a wellness plan, you have to plan it, right? That's why it's called a plan. You don't want to be caught by surprise and you're waking up and, you know, you're, you're not, you don't have a plan. You don't know what you're going to have for breakfast. Um, because then if you don't have an appetite, you'll tend to skip breakfast. And then next thing you know, you'll get busy with your day and it'll be hours before you've eaten. So when you're a deficient dynamic metabolic type, the reason you're not feeling well, the reason you're tired is because you don't have enough energy. So if you're not eating, if you're skipping breakfast, you're going to get more and more and more tired, right? And even if you don't feel actually tired, you might be the one that catch, catches a cold all the time. You're always getting sick. Or, you know, you might be the one just diagnosed with an autoimmune condition due to weakened immunity. Um, you know, these are all signs of deficiencies, even if you're not physically feeling tired. So it's important also not to fast, in other words, right? So if you have a deficient dynamic metabolic type, if you're hot dynamic, if you're a hot deficient, then you want to eat cooling frequent meals, not skip breakfast, never fast, right? Because you're deficient. Now, what, is, what does hot mean? Hot means somewhat acidic, right? We can loosely translate that to acidity. And so an alkaline diet would be very helpful for a hot dynamic metabolic type. Um, so if you're hot deficient, again, you're eating, you're eating breakfast, but make sure that it's alkaline. Now, what does that mean? An alkaline diet is essentially flooding the body with alkaline food so that you're flushing the acidity out and you're neutralizing the body. Um, acidity is a source of a lot of diseases and it makes people tired and worn out and burnt out. It can also be a byproduct of stress. And so it's important to flush out the acidity with alkaline food. So what's alkaline? Um, most, just about every leafy vegetable is going to be alkaline, right? So that's the one category of food that you always know is alkaline, is green leafy vegetables. Whether it's kale, spinach, collards, uh, broccoli, uh, also cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, um, any vegetable pretty much that's leafy um, is going to be alkaline. So you can have uh, sauteed vegetables, you can have a greens drink that you made out of those things. Um, you can have a broth that you cook those things into, right? Uh, the other thing to know if you're hot deficient is to avoid red meat because those are gonna make you more acidic, right? So we're taking away what's gonna make us even more acidic and we're bringing in things that are super alkaline, right? Um, and so, all proteins are acidic because they're made of acids. So there's no way to get around having acidity if you're eating protein. But there are levels of acidity that you want to be aware of. And so red and gamey meats tend to be highly acidic. And then on the all the way on the other side of the spectrum, we have like vegan proteins. They tend to be more on the alkaline spectrum 
for proteins. And then everything else is kind of in the middle. So if you're looking at poultry, um, eggs are neutral, uh, fish are neutral to cooling. So they would be more on the quote unquote alkaline side for proteins. Um, and uh, pork is actually more or less on the alkaline side. Um, so you'd want to, again, avoid those red gamey meats and then have all the other proteins. Now, if you're, if you're vegan or vegetarian, then you would continue to have your vegan and vegetarian protein sources. Um, but if you are an omnivore, you would want to eat those other protein sources, the pork, uh, the um, uh, chicken, uh, turkey, eggs, uh, those are all fine. Um, and then you would just want to make sure they're organic, cage-free, right? And so the, the, the big thing with a hot, deficient, dynamic metabolic type is you got to cool yourself down and raise your metabolism by feeding yourself more, right? Now, if you're a cold deficient, the same thing applies in terms of no fasting and not skipping breakfast, right? Because again, you're deficient. So you have to actually feed the body more. The reason you're tired and burnt out is because you're not, uh, the body is not getting enough energy. It's not being fed. Um, and so if you're cold though, that's telling you that uh, potentially your body temperature is too low. It could be a sign of a thyroid condition or an adrenal condition as well. So make sure you get that checked out. Um, but essentially what it's saying is you're too cold and you need to warm yourself up. So those people, cold deficient, would benefit from having some red and gamey meats in their diet because that's going to warm you up. Um, and some spices, right? So a little bit of cayenne, a little bit of uh, turmeric, ginger, things that are going to be um, uh, warming, like comfort spices, or even things that are a little bit on the hot side, jalapeno, habanero. Again, not excessively, you don't want to go crazy, um, but just adding those things in will raise your temperature. Uh, so that's a cold uh, deficient dynamic metabolic type. Now, if you're temperature neutral, you want to have all of what I just said. Uh, and if you're deficient, you want to make sure, again, you're not fasting and you're not skipping breakfast, but you want to have food, a little bit of spicy, a little bit of bland, you know, a little bit of the red meat, a little bit of the vegan, so that everything is always balanced, right? And it's temperature neutral. You don't want to be, you don't want to make yourself excessively hot or cold. So you want to have a varied diet, but no fasting, no skipping uh, breakfast, right? And then again, small, frequent meals. So, so the common pattern here is the deficient dynamic metabolic type. What differentiates them is if you're hot, cold, or temperature neutral. Again, staying with the deficient dynamic metabolic types. Now for your move, uh, pillar number two, move. So that's mostly like exercise, right? What are you doing to move your body? If you are deficient, whether it's hot, cold, or temperature neutral, you want to be very restorative with your activities, right? So again, things like Qigong, Tai Chi, Yin Yoga, those are going to be really important for people who have a di deficient dynamic metabolic type, whether it's hot, cold, or temperature neutral. Your temperatures will matter in a sense of, you know, if you have a hot deficient dynamic metabolic type, you don't want to be sitting in a hot yoga class, right? Because you're going to get even hotter. So it's going to become harder to alkalinize yourself if you're constantly heating yourself up. Right. So you, you want to stay in a neutral temperature room to do your yoga. Um, you want to be careful with infrared saunas at very high temperatures. Um, so if you're a hot deficient, you want to be very careful about being in hot environments um, and be very measured. If you're a cold deficient, then an infrared sauna would be the best thing, right? Because you're going to raise your temperature. Uh, by being in a very hot environment. Same thing with hot yoga. You know, if, if you have a cold deficient dynamic metabolic type, as long as the yoga is not too uh, intensive, you're going to do well in it because it's going to help you raise your temperature. Um, you want to avoid high intensity interval training if you have a deficient dynamic metabolic type, hot, cold, or temperature neutral. You want to avoid boot camps, marathon training, triathlons, those will make you much, much worse. Why? Because you're using energy you don't have, right? So even if your body has become habituated to kind of fighting through the high intensity workout, it's coming at a very expensive price, right? Because your body begins to cannibalize itself if it perceives it doesn't have enough 
energy. So if you force it to train for a marathon, for example, when it doesn't have enough energy to do that, it will take nourishment from your muscles and bones. And this is why we see like long distance runners have a higher uh, rate of osteoporosis, right? We would think like that doesn't make any sense. How does someone who exercises so much have so little muscle mass and such brittle bones? It's because the body, they're probably a deficient dynamic metabolic type. And the body is literally like eating itself, so to speak, in order to provide energy to make it through the activity. Um, you know, so so you want to be very careful with those things and know, you know, know thyself, as they say. But if you have a deficient dynamic metabolic type, it's not that you can never do a marathon again, but you have to really um, um, bring your metabolism to a place where the body is not going to feel overwhelmed by doing that marathon so that, you know, you have to be eating well, you have to be sleeping well, you have to fill in all the gaps that made you a deficient dynamic metabolic type in order to endure something like a marathon. So you'd want to be extremely careful to avoid them until you know for sure that that has been corrected. You're listening to Awaken Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe. We'll be right back. What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness on Awakened Wellness with Milan Riobe. That's M-Y-L-A-I-N-E-R-I-O-B-E-M-D. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern when you can call in and ask Dr. Milan the questions that matter most to you. Dr. Milan is the founder of Awakened Wellness Now, an online education community dedicated to helping exhausted entrepreneurs recover from burnout and live their best lives. She's also a practicing physician at the New York Center for Integrative Health in New York City. For more information, visit AwakenedWellnessNow.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you in for this dynamic forward-thinking show. Edesia is a U.S. nonprofit dedicated to the dream of ending childhood malnutrition for millions of children around the world. Through the manufacture of Plumpy Nut and other nutrient-rich, peanut-based, ready-to-use foods, Edesia has already delivered life and hope to nearly 1 million children in over 26 developing countries. To find out how you can join Edesia's dream of ending childhood malnutrition, please visit ediciaglobal.org. What if dreams can diagnose your life? What if we can meet the love of our life in dreams? Join host Cat O'Keefe Cannabis, the number one internationally best-selling author of Dreams That Can Save Your Life, written with Duke University medical doctor Larry Burke. Dreaming Healing is where we'll explore dreams, research, and interpret dreams from you, the caller. Dreaming Healing Shows can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern with live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come live your dreams out loud with Cat. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at DreamVision7Radio.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Thank you, Rachel. Welcome back to Awaken Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe. And so we're going to move on to uh, excess dynamic metabolic types. And so if you did the burnout assessment and you landed in one of the three excess dynamic metabolic types, whether you're hot excess, cold excess, or temperature neutral excess, 
I'm going to show you how to create your wellness plan uh, so that you can optimize your health and your wealth. So if you landed in the hot excess dynamic metabolic type, right? So in other words, you feel hotter than most other people. And when you wake up in the morning, you know, you, you may be a little sluggish, but when you start moving around, you feel better. When you work out, you feel better. You're the one that has to work out or you don't feel good. You know, you're the one that has to keep moving or you don't feel well. You're the one that doesn't like to nap because you feel worse when you wake up, right? You don't love to sit still. Uh, so you're an excess dynamic metabolic type. And so uh, pillar number one, eat. So now what is an excess dynamic metabolic type? What does that, what does that mean? Does that mean that your metabolism's too high? No, you, you can only have your metabolism running at 100%, right? It can't go any higher than that. So if you're an excess dynamic metabolic type, it doesn't mean that you have extra good energy. It means that you have inflammation or toxins or possibly poor circulation, right? Even like blood clots or plaque formation um, in the body uh, that requires attention, right? So an excess dynamic metabolic type uh, means that your metabolism is probably struggling. So it's not a perfect metabolism, but it's being obstructed and blocked by toxins, inflammation, and possibly even plaque or poor circulation. Um, and so because of that, we need to mobilize the body more. Right. And so if you're a hot excess dynamic metabolic type, probably one of the best diets to go on is a raw vegan diet, um, because that is going to very quickly alkalinize and drain you. Um, so it's going to drain out the toxins, drain out the inflammation. Um, you know, and now of course, if, if you have any type of a cardiovascular um, condition, then make sure absolutely that you go see your physician and that you have the proper screening tests. Um, you know, take your medication if that's been prescribed, et cetera, and make sure you follow up appropriately. But one of the other things that can also help is to, uh, you know, again, alkalinize the body. So it's the same foods that we talked about earlier in terms of, um, you know, tons of green leafy vegetables. Other alkaline foods too are uh, citrus, uh, fruits, lemons, limes, grapefruits. They're very alkaline. Uh, so if you were a hot deficient dynamic metabolic type, you can also have those foods as part of your alkaline, alkaline diet. Um, the difference here with an excess dynamic metabolic type is you're having an alkaline diet because you're too hot. So you want to cool yourself down. In other words, lower the acidity in your body to normal. Um, but what you can do that a deficient dynamic metabolic type probably shouldn't do is you can fast because you have this extra stuff you're trying to get rid of. So fasting is a draining, almost detoxifying um, act. So if you fast, if you do uh, intermittent fasting, for example, you will drain out the inflammation, the toxins um, from your body, and that will actually help you if you're an excess dynamic metabolic type. And um, you can also, uh, you know, skip breakfast. Uh, although I, I don't honestly recommend people skip breakfast. I would prefer that people stopped eating earlier in the day and eat first thing in the morning. Like I would prefer if we flipped intermittent fasting on its head. The reason for that is because we would be flowing more with the Chinese circadian clock. You know, and, and it makes sense, right? Because we're the most active midday. So when we're fasting, we're not fueling our most active part of the day. Um, and, you know, if, if you are an excess dynamic metabolic type, that'll probably be okay, you know, that, that won't harm you. But you could still have the same effect in a healthier way if you ate first thing in the morning and then did your eight hours of, of um, eating, like let's say you got up at seven, right? And you started to eat at eight, and then you ate until 4 p.m. and then you stopped eating until the next morning at 8. You'd still be doing your fasting, but it, you would not be going against your own body clock and your, your own body physiology. Uh, so you would still get the benefit of, of fasting. And it also makes sense because we understand that we detox at night. We don't detox in the day. So it doesn't make sense not to eat during the day because you're not going to be able to detox then anyway. We detox at night. So it would be more effective if we stopped eating at 4 p.m. 
and allowed ourselves to fast the whole rest of the day and night so that we're in a fasting state when the body is naturally detoxing itself at night you know, that it, we would just be flowing with nature, you know, and so we wouldn't see as much uh, complication with, with intermittent fasting as we're seeing, uh, especially in women. Uh, but again, if you're an excess dynamic metabolic type, the intermittent fasting is good, but I personally would recommend you still eat during day hours for those eight hours and then stop eating around four until the following morning. So that would be perfectly fine if you're a hot excess dynamic metabolic type. So you're doing your alkaline diet, you can do your fasting, um, your intermittent fasting, uh, that's perfectly fine. And then um, for exercise, now you are the one who can do a little bit more moderate activity. So you could do the high intensity interval training, you could do spin class, you could train for that marathon, right? Um, you could uh, do uh, boot camps and things like that, right? Because because that's draining. So again, you're you're flowing with your body by allowing it to drain out toxins and inflammation. Um, so that would actually benefit you. And then uh, for sleep, so you don't need as much sleep if what you're really uh, experiencing is an excess dynamic metabolic type. So again, if you're a biological male. You need seven hours of sleep with an excess dynamic metabolic type, whether it's hot, cold, or temperature neutral, that doesn't matter. It's the fact that you have an excess dynamic metabolic type and that you're a biological male that equals seven hours of sleep recommended based in Chinese medicine theory. Um, and if you're a female, you need eight hours of sleep. Biological females need eight hours of sleep according to Chinese medicine theory. Um, so that's for an excess dynamic metabolic type, hot, cold, or temperature neutral. Now, moving on uh, to uh, detox. So here, again, you can do a guided detoxification program. The colonic cleanses would likely help more with an excess dynamic metabolic type. Doing a gentle liver gut cleanse, uh, or if you just wanted to do like a green drink um, detox, you could certainly do that too. Um, I don't highly recommend people detox on their own. It's always best to have guidance so that you do it safely. Um, but if you have an excess dynamic metabolic type and you're hot excess, greens drinks are going to be alkaline. So that would be really helpful. Tons of salads would be very helpful um, if you're hot. So again, you're acidic, so you're trying to alkalinize yourself. Now, if you're cold excess, you don't want to over-alkalinize yourself. So those green strengths will backfire on you if you have a cold excess dynamic metabolic type. You're the one that wants to have the bone broths, the stews, and the, the broths. So you would pour all those really great vegetables, those leafy veggies, and cook them, make them warm, spice them up even, um, so that you're going to raise your temperature from cold to neutral. Um, being too cold makes your uh, circulation sluggish, and it tends to increase inflammation for that reason. Because we're made so much of water, if things don't move consistently in the body, they'll back up, you know, and, and things will get sluggish, including our circulation, and we'll have more of a tendency towards inflammation. So the goal is to warm yourself up if you're too cold. Spicier foods are going to help that. You know, uh, this is where the, again, the red and gamey meats are going to come in and help raise your body temperature. That doesn't mean you can't have vegan protein options. You can, but I would just make sure that they're cooked and throw spices in them uh, so that things aren't cold. You want to avoid icy frozen beverages if you're cold, right? Um, so these are just things you want to always remember that I need to balance myself. So whatever my dynamic metabolic type is, I need to do the opposite to bring myself back to balance. If you're a temperature uh, neutral dynamic metabolic type, detoxing, you know, you can, you can, again, split it. So you might do some broths on one day and the next day you might do some green streaks. Um, you can do, uh, again, a gentle liver cleanse, a gentle um, gut cleanse, colonics. You know, if you have an excess temperature neutral dynamic metabolic type, you need to get rid of that inflammation um, and those toxins safely. Also, another caveat to excess dynamic metabolic type, you want to be very careful about heavy metals. Uh, so 
some forms of toxins that you may experience may be in the form of heavy metals. So if you do land in the categories of excess dynamic metabolic type, whether they're hot, cold, or temperature neutral, that's something to keep in the back of your mind that some of that toxic load could be in the form of heavy metals. And so you might want to, again, uh, see an integrative medical doctor to get a heavy metals test done so that you know if if part of what you're dealing with as an excess dynamic metabolic type are heavy metals. Uh, and if so, you may require a completely different type of detoxification uh, than just a liver cleanse or a gut cleanse or a colonic. And so uh, you may require some form of chelation therapy, if that's the case, uh, to really successfully get rid of those types of toxins that we call heavy metals. So those would be things like mercury, arsenic, lead, um, uh, platinum, um, you know, there are about 20 different uh, heavy metals that can be tested for. So that's one caveat uh, to that. Um, I think we have some questions. So let's go. So, so, you know, that's pretty much how to create your wellness plan, right? Now, if you want to be coached and walk through that, again, our Wellness Warrior nine-week transformation program is where you want to be. So I go over uh, with live lessons, live Q&A, and we really help you to implement this into your life over a nine-week program uh, with um, just all types of resources. Um, you will know exactly what to do for yourself to optimize your health, to get out of the rut of fatigue and burnout, uh, to optimize your health and your wealth. So I invite you to go to awakenwellnessnow.com and uh, book a call to speak with me to see how I can specifically help you. Uh, so we do have questions here. Help, it seems I'm so tired, but I can't sleep. And when I do, my dreams are crazy. Okay, so vivid dreams are actually, so again, that's like hyper dreaming, right? So so um, things that are hyper uh, usually fall into the category of hot. Usually, not always. So if you did the burnout assessment and you fell into the category of a hot dynamic metabolic type, whether it's deficient or excessive, the point here is that you're hot. You want to cool yourself down uh, so that the dreams aren't so vivid, right? Um, and that should help you sleep better. So heat and acidity actually keeps the body awake. Um, and so, again, cooling it down will help you sleep better. Um, so some of the things you might consider are cortisol. So if you have high cortisol at night, that would make you hot. Um, you could take melatonin uh, if that's the case. You might find that melatonin helps. Give it a few days. Melatonin doesn't work right away. It has to kind of build in. Um, you know, you could start at one milligram, you could raise it to three, four, five milligrams uh, over time. And if you have high cortisol as the reason for feeling hot, then melatonin will drop cortisol. If you don't have high cortisol, it won't help at all, <laughs> but that, that might be something. And so that'll help you sleep. But you, be, when you have that much lack of sleep, you get drained, right? So you have to put all the other pillars up too. So you, it's not just the sleep pillar that you need to fix. It's not just the rest pillar. It's also, it's also the nutrition, you know, the the eat, the, the rest, um, the movement and the, the detox pillar. All of them have to come together. So just because you're having an issue with one of the pillars, you know, because they're related, you have to get them all up again. So when one goes down, the other ones kind of topple over too. So, so just be mindful of that. Um, I was a low dynamic metabolic type. I just woke up with no real energy and wasn't hungry until afternoon. I've added spice to my diet as you shared. I'm also taking a protein drink first thing, still fighting low energy. How long before I can see my energy increase? Yeah, so again, that's why the four pillars are so critical, right? Um, if you're just having a shake in the morning um, and spicing up your food, you have to ask yourself, okay, so if I am a, um, a deficient dynamic metabolic type, which is what it sounds like you are, am I hot, cold, or temperature neutral, right? That's important to know. So I would highly recommend you do that burnout assessment and know which one you are. You have to work with all four pillars or it won't work, you know? So that's that's the reason there are four of them. They're so related to each other that you can't just work on the eat pillar and fix breakfast and expect results. 
Um, so you have to, again, if you're a deficient dynamic metabolic type, you have to eat often, like every three hours. You can't fast. Um, otherwise, you'll make yourself worse. I mean, not that you can't fast. You could, but you'd make yourself worse, right? So it's preferable not to fast, preferable not to, to miss breakfast. And then you have to do restorative activities, right? Breath work, heart math, um, yin yoga, tai chi, qigong. And then as far as uh, the rest pillar, you know, if you're a biological female, you need nine hours of sleep consistently. So um, you want to really work on going to bed on time, staying in bed for nine hours. You may want to nap in the middle of the afternoon. Again, we go over this in our online course, the Wellness Warrior Nine Week Transformation Program in tremendous detail. I couldn't possibly go over it in one podcast, um, but, you know, you need to rest in the middle of the day. So laying down with your feet up is a really uh, wonderful thing that brings back all of your blood from the extremities back to your heart so your heart can uh, oxygenate all that blood and send it back out. So that's a very refreshing thing to do in the, you know, the middle of the afternoon. Um, and then, you know, again, detox, you want to be very careful not to, um, do any cleanses, any detoxification programs. Uh, so you want to be very, very mindful and gentle with those things. Um, so you have to get all four pillars up and running, right? Um, and with our program, we've we've gotten really good results in as little as three weeks. And so it, it should take uh, three weeks more or less uh, before you feel well, as long as, again, all those pillars are up and running. So um, again, I invite you to book a call. I think you'd really benefit uh, very quickly from our Wellness Warrior 9 Week Transformation Program. So thank you for that question. Um, I fight bloating. I try hard to avoid milk and all dairy. Still have issues with bloating, especially near the weekend. My tummy is becoming an issue with my outfit. Any suggestions for getting my body back and tummy gone? So bloating, in my opinion, is always SIBO until we're convinced it's not SIBO, right? Uh, so if you remember, SIBO is small intestine bacterial overgrowth. It's an infection that, uh, that you can get in the small intestine. One of the main signs is bloating um, because of the involvement of the liver in SIBO. So when people have SIBO, they tend to have a leaky gut. Things leak into the bloodstream from the small intestine, and then the liver has to clean all that up. You know? And so um, when the liver gets a little bit um, uh, stagnant and toxic or depleted, right? So, so if you have malabsorption, you're not absorbing your food, the liver won't have enough energy to detox you, then you'll have bloating. Um, you also get the bloating from the bacteria that are causing the infection in the small intestine. They produce gases. And those gases are what we perceive as bloating. Um, the other thing is they make toxins and junk. And if you have a leaky gut, which most people with SIBO do, those toxins go right into your bloodstream. And again, your liver has to deal with that. So in Chinese medicine, bloating is a liver sign. Um, in our functional medicine paradigm, the bloating is actually a sign of gases being produced in your intestine by bacteria that don't belong there that we call SIBO. So I would highly recommend you get a breath test and see a functional medical doctor. Um, question, do you have an online practice where I can make an appointment? Yes, so we're at uh, the New York Center for Integrative Health. I'm a practicing physician there. Uh, so yes, we do SIBO testing <laughs> way more than I would like. Um, but unfortunately it is so common that um, I probably do SIBO testing on the vast majority of my patients um, because if you don't fix the small intestine, you can't fix anything else. So if we have a, you know, a, a really significant sign that there's an infection present, if you don't fix it, then nothing else you do is gonna um, you know, work. So you can go to nycintegrative.com for more information. Uh, and that's all the time we have for today's show. So I hope you have your wellness plan ready to go. And I'd love to get some feedback from you guys once you get it started, how you feel. So again, happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for listening. And until next time, many, many blessings. Join us next time on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD, to learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness. 
Awakened Wellness airs every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern of each month. Meanwhile, you can join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Dr. Lin and let us know what you'd like to discuss on future episodes. Dr. Lin is the founder of Awakened Wellness Now, an online education community dedicated to helping exhausted entrepreneurs recover from burnout and live their best lives. She's also a practicing physician at the New York Center for Integrative Health in New York City. For more information, visit AwakenedWellnessNow.com. This show is part of the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network.